This is Bigger Pockets Daily, kicking off your Monday with a daily dose of real estate information and education. The article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on Bigger Pockets, but you can't read the blog when you're walking the dog or browsing the MLS. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now, with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. How to Navigate Today's Real Estate Market Top Tips from Three Expert Investors by Karina Allen From inflation to interest rate hikes to low inventory and elevated prices, today's market can give some real estate investors pause. Industry volatility can set off emotional reactions in investors who haven't fortified themselves against the ups and downs of the market. Navigating these fluctuations takes knowledge, patience, peer support, and the right set of tools to keep cash flow under control and your head above water. 
We spoke with three investing experts about their strategies for building and maintaining a successful real estate investing business, regardless of the challenges the market might present. Here are their best tips. Rely on your real estate fundamentals. It's true that some things that just really never go out of style. For Liz Faircloth, co-founder of the real estate invest her and real estate investment firm DeRosa Group, it all comes back to the fundamentals. There are fundamentals that will never grow out of date no matter what's happening in the economy, she says. You need to buy from a motivated seller. If they're not motivated, you're going to pay top dollar. I don't think that ever goes out of style. Regardless of the economy, if it's a buyer's market or seller's market, the fundamentals of investing always are true. There's always opportunity, but I think this market needs patience. Being patient requires that investors leave their emotions out of the deal. So this is another great piece of advice a mentor gave me years ago and that I tell my students regularly. This is what Matt Faircloth, who co-founded DeRosa Group alongside wife Liz and who also teaches new investors how to navigate the market. Okay, so you've got to leave your emotions completely out of it. Real estate can drum up emotions because the prices and stakes can be very high. I've seen people lose emotional control in real estate. A lot. The best way that you can be successful is to not let your emotions get involved. End quote. Naturally, when the stakes and dollar amounts are so high, this is often easier said than done. So Matt says this, and I quote, I'm not successful with that all the time, but when I am, I'm able to make clear-minded decisions and see beyond the cloud of emotions. He adds this, by the way. When I first got started, I didn't stay as focused as I should have. One day I'm looking at a fixed book deal. The next day I'm looking at wholesale. The next day I'm looking at a piece of land. Yeah, it was exciting, and I had a lot of fun, and I met a lot of people. But I didn't get any, anything done. <laughs> so for those just getting started or looking to scale, continuing the quote here, the best thing they can do is to choose an initiative in real estate investing and stick to that for a while. Focus on that. Achieve success in that initiative. And don't allow the shiny nickels to distract you. If you don't have immediate success in that initiative, that's okay. Keep trying until you start to see some traction. End quote. Find your community. Without exception, every successful investor we speak with emphasized how crucial or critical it was for their business to draw on the support of a like-minded community. David Richter, investor and author of Profit First for Real Estate Investing, says this, I wouldn't be here without my community. I think it's very important for you to be around the right type of people. Go to a local meetup that's free in your area, like a real estate investment association or an REI meetup. Matt agrees that community is key. If you're not networking with other real estate investors, then it's kind of like you're literally sitting in a corner trying to invent the wheel that is going to one day go on your Lamborghini that you also are going to build from scratch. You're way better off being part of a community of people who are already a few steps ahead of you. They've already built the wheel. They've already got the chassis and the drive train together. So he also adds this, if you're not engaging with your people, in essence, you're trying to build something that many people have already built. You're way better off getting advice from others and sharing across communities. So go and ask questions like, what's the best company for this or that? 
Or what are the good neighborhoods in Albuquerque? You shouldn't be answering these questions on your own. You should be taking them to online communities. For Liz, it was obvious that the community she wanted was one she'd have to create herself. She says this, So, we saw this underrepresentation of women. We didn't see them speaking. We didn't see them on podcasts. They were never keynoting, especially in the investing circles we went to. We knew women were out there investing and getting things done and said, wouldn't it be great if we can pull them together to create a community? The community aspect is the cornerstone of what we're doing. Every time you join a community, you see things and experience things differently, and that has a lot of power in it. Get a cash management system in place before you get big. So for some investors, barriers to profit and growth can come down to simple organizational and money management strategies. These are the systems that ensure that a business has the cash flow it needs to operate and the funds it needs to pay its suppliers. Without these strategies, a payroll might be missed or a vendor may not be able to collect. Your business could be turning a profit, but without the ability to properly manage where and when cash is moving, you're likely missing out on maximizing that income. David Richter has been a profit-first devotee for many years. Because of the way they work together, he recommends profit-first and relay to his simple CFO clients. He says this, I took a call today with a guy who's just breaking the 250K to 300,000 benchmark in his business, and I'm like, boom, this is a great time to start. Like right now. Before you get to seven figures and before you start doing a crazy amount of deals, you need to get something in place so that when you're at a million, it's not more money, more problems. So if you're just starting out, you're in a great spot. I'm continuing the quote here. If you're just starting out, you're in a great spot to get profit first in place and to start creating great money habits in your business. End quote. Use the right tools. All right, when Liz and Matt launched DeRosa Group, Liz was managing the company's financials with Excel and a checkbook. The growth of their business made them realize early on that this method was not sustainable. As the number of partners and investors they worked with increased, they went ahead and leveled up on the tools they used to grow. Relay is one tool that helps them delegate, manage, and keep track of their cash. So Matt says this, up until we signed up for Relay, I had to give my partners my credit card number. Relay makes it very easy for me to give access to accounts, but with a limit, they can use that access to run their side of the business. Liz also says, brick-and-mortar banking limits things. Replacing our brick-and-mortar bank with a digital banking system helps us grow in terms of our borrowing ability, our income and expenses, and also making sure our QuickBooks is up to date in a streamlined way. In order to implement Profit First, using Relay was a must for David. He says, There's friction and even resistance from banks. Explaining how a Profit First structure requires multiple accounts, he also says this, There are excessive fees and headaches. That's where Relay came along as an online bank, where you can go and set up an account within like 20 minutes. And they're Profit First certified, so they understand and have built it into the flow of their user interface. Profit First is a part of that. They're helping you automate your profit inside their system. Face the hurdles head on. In David's view, one of the most common hurdles in the real estate industry 
is an investor's inability to achieve clarity in terms of what they make, spend, and keep. David says this, They can't understand where money is coming from, where it's going, and if they get to keep any of it. Most entrepreneurs don't like to dive into the numbers. They're ashamed or embarrassed to do that. It's usually the one issue that keeps people up at night. We talk about marketing and sales, even though finances are the thing that keeps us awake. End quote. So this avoidance of facing the topic of money head-on and discussing it with industry peers and colleagues should become a thing of the past for any real estate investor who wants to grow. For Matt, clearing a hurdle is a matter of vision. He says, the biggest block that I see is not thinking big enough. Investors just see what's in front of them, which is, oh, it's hard to find deals right now. Oh, they're not thinking big enough. And they don't believe in themselves either. Their thinking doesn't match their capacity. Thinking big is thinking differently as the market changes and then realizing that they'd actually could be a little more creative. End quote. Make growth personal. Growing a real estate investing business is about more than just the business. It's about the entrepreneur behind it. You. To understand why you've stopped growing, you need to ask yourself some personal questions about both your successes and your shortcomings. All right, so David says this. Even if the marketplace is down, someone is thriving, right? So what is it about you? Some questions he suggests you ask yourself include these things. Do you have personal roadblocks in your life right now that are stopping you from doing the things that you need to do? Are you doing too many of the things you shouldn't be doing? If the market is down, does that mean you need to pivot to a different type of real estate investing? Are you cut out for this real estate investing thing? Are you doing better right now than other people are? David adds this too. You need to look at your success and ask for clues from that success. That way, when downtimes come, you can lean on that and not just your gut feeling, end quote. For Matt, a major milestone in growth involved a major shift in mindset. So he had to learn to think like an owner rather than like an employee and go from wondering when he'd get paid and how much he'd make in wages to asking himself instead an entirely different set of questions. He says, quote, I learned to start asking owner-level questions like, how do I de-risk this? How do I grow this? How do I learn from my mistakes? And how do I skip a few steps on the ladder to grow? More importantly, above all else, the epiphany I had was, who can help me? Brandon Turner says that the way you grow in business is by doing what you are great at and then surrounding yourself with the people that are great at things you're not great at. End quote. Liz also says growth is an extremely personal process and one that she focuses on in order to continue to expand her business. She adds this, and I quote, For you to grow, you have to grow yourself. In other words, people want to scale their portfolio and get into larger deals, but they're not willing to do the work on themselves. We can learn a skill or hire out a skill. That's the easiest thing. The harder part is, as an entrepreneur, Really honing your leadership skills, your communication skills, your enrollment skills, and your negotiation skills, and your nunchuck skills, bow staff skills. I added that in, obviously. Back to the quote. As we scale, the biggest limiting factor is ourselves. So, to grow a company, you have to grow yourself. 
congratulations. You just got smarter and one step closer to reaching your real estate investing goals. You know what else will make you smarter? Setting up keyword alerts in your Bigger Pockets profile. Go to Account Settings, Alerts, and set up alerts for the market or strategy you're interested in. For example, Turnkey or Kansas City. You're guaranteed to connect with like-minded investors who share similar goals. Want to hear more Bigger Pockets daily? Check out some older episodes you missed. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow.